This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Well, family, are you ready for an evening service of community and communion? Well, let's bow our heads and let's open in prayer. And while you're doing that, I want to take this opportunity and thank Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev for the privilege of ministering the Word of God to you this evening. Let us pray tonight. Heavenly Father, what a wonderful time that we have to come together as a family to remember what Jesus did for us. Father, we are so grateful for what you have done. And as we take this opportunity to partake in communion this evening, Father, we want to remember that you are first in our life. You are the most important. We thank you that you brought us together to remember and celebrate what Jesus did for us on the cross of Calvary. And in advance, I want to praise you for every life that's touched and changed this evening as a result of your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, if you have not yet received the little communion cup and the little wafer, please raise your hand and wave, wave, wave. There we go. Our dream teamers are looking for you. They want to get that to you. So just keep your hands raised until you get it. And that way they'll obviously know who they need to get it to. Wonderful. There's some hands on that side as well. Not so many. More on this side over here. So if we could serve them, that's wonderful. Praise the Lord. While you're receiving that, let me start this evening. And we want to speak to you about Holy Communion, or it's also commonly known as the Lord's Supper. Have you heard both of those terms before? Holy Communion or the Lord's Supper. And that's what we're going to be focusing on this evening. And I want to read some scriptures to you that you've probably never heard before with Communion. Because I just want to get you to think differently about it this evening. And so I want to read firstly out of Proverbs chapter 3 from verse 4. And I'm going to be reading to you from the Living Bible. Not the New Living, the Living Bible. And this is what it says. It says, if you want favor with both God and man. Who wants favor with both God and man? Amen. So if you want favor with both God and man and a reputation for good judgment and common sense. The world can do with a lot more common sense. And I think it's Apostle Theo who said that common sense is not that common anymore, right? So if you want a reputation for good judgment and common sense, then trust the Lord completely. That is something we need to do, is to truly trust the Lord completely. Don't ever trust yourself. How many of you have ever made a bad decision? <laughs> We've all made bad decisions, right? So yeah, the verses say, trust God completely. Don't ever trust yourself. Look at verse 6. In everything you do, put God first. And He will direct you and crown your efforts with success. And you see, family, the reason I wanted to read that portion of Scripture first is because when we partake in communion, that's what we're doing. We're putting God first. Really, we are acknowledging that we can do nothing without Him. Communion is the time we remember His goodness, what He's done for us, the way He's made for us. I mean, He's made a way for us to succeed. Aren't you grateful for that? If it wasn't for the cross of Calvary, Christianity wouldn't exist. Do you know that? So we are truly excited about communion because we are choosing tonight to put God first and remember Him, saying thank you to Jesus for what you've done for us. And when we do that, whenever we put God first, and it's amazing, Pastor Everett was speaking about that first law of putting God first, and it says that when you do this, put God first, He will direct you and crown your efforts with success. So really communion is saying, God, you're number one in my life. I'm remembering you. Then the next portion of scripture I want to read to you is in the 23rd Psalm. We all know the 23rd Psalm very well. Let me read it to you this evening. 
It starts off by saying in verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. That makes it personal, right? He's mine. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Yeah, we see that he's going to take care of us. And communion reminds us of that covenant relationship we have with him. Verse 2 says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. That's just a calming time. We need the, the presence of God and the peace of God in our lives, right? And when we include God in everything that we do, then we have the Prince of Peace with us. And the Prince of Peace will ensure that we are, that we are led by still waters. Verse 3 says, He restores my soul. That's your will, mind, and emotion. I mean, we can really just calm our minds down a bit. This world is going at a fast pace. And sometimes our minds go along in that fast pace as well. And so it says, He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. I mean, you're born again. You're a righteous child of God for His sake as well. Amen? And our covenant uh, partaking tonight of this covenant meal reminds us of that. Verse 4 says this, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Yeah, God is saying, no matter what you're facing, even though you may be going through some challenging times, I'm with you. I'm your God who will never leave you nor forsake you. And once again, when we partake of communion, we're reminded that Jesus said, I will not leave nor forsake you. I will be with you. Whether it's going through a tough time or you're going through a great time, I'm there with you. And verse 5 says this, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. I want to just focus for a second on verse 5. The Bible here says he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And I want to just do a little different spin on that tonight. We are about to partake in the Lord's Supper. We're about to sit and dine with Jesus this evening. Amen. Enjoying the Lord's Supper. And when we're doing that, we are really declaring to our enemies. We are saying, I'm not, uh, God's not on my side, but I'm on his side. There's a big difference. I'm on his side. I'm declaring to my enemies when I partake in communion, he's my God. He's my way maker. He fights my battles for me. And just here when it says you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, we are doing that tonight, declaring before our enemies, God is with me and I'm with God. Amen. And I love that. We are going to enjoy the Lord's Supper together. And verse 6 says this, because of all these things, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Just another promise there from the Lord that as a child of God, heaven is your home. And because of the cross, heaven is our home. Because we've accepted what Jesus has done for us, we can know for sure that we're in right standing with God, amen? And that's what Holy Communion also does. It reminds us of that covenant relationship we have with God. It reminds us that He went to the cross for us and paid the price, that His blood was shed so that we could walk in fullness of life and enjoy what God has done for us. And so this evening, just very quickly, I want to give you three reasons why we participate, partake in the Lord's Supper. Just three reasons. You know, in our lives, we have special dates and days that we remember. Your birthday, you celebrate every year. Perhaps it's a time where you were uh, graduated from a university. You remember those days. Perhaps it's even your wedding or your wedding anniversary. You remember those days because they're important to you, you know. And for us that are married, 
the reason we love to celebrate our wedding anniversary, because it reminds us of the covenant that we have with our spouse. It reminds us that they're important to us, amen? And we celebrate that, we remember that. And so this evening, it's the same thing. The first point I want us to focus on is number one, is to, we, we do this to commemorate or to honor and to remember the Lord. That's why we partake in communion. You know, Jesus said in 1 Corinthians 11, he says, do this in remembrance of me. So every time we partake in communion, we are doing it to remember Jesus. That's why we're doing that. You see, Jesus, you might not know this, but Jesus intentionally chose to establish the Lord's Supper during the celebration of the Passover. You can read that in Matthew 26. He chose to do that. You see, the Passover family was instituted by God to be a memorial of the deliverance of the Israelites from Egyptian bondage. That's why they celebrated the Passover. They remember that God set them free from that time of slavery and bondage that they were in. And Jesus institutes the Lord's Supper as a memorial of the deliverance from sin He would give to those who trust in Him, who trust in the Lord. We do, amen. You see, family, that's why the reason He did it then, to remind them that I'm going to do something for you, and we continue to remember Him because He's done it for us. He set us free. You see, the bread and the cup remind us of that one-time sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. We partake to remember what He did on our behalf. That's why we do that. We take a time to reflect on that. The second reason we, we partake in communion is to anticipate or expect. To anticipate or expect. What does that mean? Well, Jesus said uh, in Matthew 26 again, He said this, I will not drink from this, from this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. What does that mean? You see, Jesus anticipated a reunion with His disciples in the Father's kingdom. And likewise for us, Jesus instructs us to partake of the Lord's Supper in anticipation for the fact that He's coming back for us. He's coming back for us. In 1 Corinthians 11, it says this, For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. Aren't you excited that He's coming back? So when we partake of communion, it's a time to think and, be, and anticipate His return. It's an exciting thing for us as believers. And so we are looking forward to that time when we will celebrate with Him at His great banquet table. I'm looking forward to that day, aren't you? Praise the Lord. And then the third reason why we love to participate in communion is this. It's that exact point, to participate. You see, more than just a time of individual reflection, which we should do, we partake of the Lord's Supper to participate in a congregational act by which we corporately confirm our faith and celebrate the complete work of Christ. We also focus on our unity and visibly proclaim to the world that Jesus is the only way of salvation. We participate together that we're a unified body. You see, church, in Paul's letter of the Lord's Supper in 1 Corinthians 11, he made the point that the way we participate matters. The way we participate matters. Paul repeated this phrase, come together, five times in 1 Corinthians 11. Isn't that interesting? Five times he repeated that word, come together. His intent was for the church to focus on their unity in Christ. 
We need to be a body that's not divided, amen, that stands together. And that's what we do. We think of this as a family. We participate together as a family. By participating together in the Lord's Supper, we give visible expression of that unity. We stand to the world and say, we believe in this Savior. He's our Lord. We're united on this thing, that He's our Lord and our Savior. And lastly, participation involves a personal examination. It says here in 1 Corinthians 11, let a person examine himself. So before we participate in the Lord's Supper tonight, each one of us here needs to just take a moment and make sure that all is good in their heart. I have no ought against my brother. I'm not divided. I have nothing against any person. I want to just do a self-check on myself to make sure all is good with me. You see, why do we partake of the Lord's Supper? Well, as I've said, to remember the past event, to expect a future event, and to participate in the celebration of life between those two. So we're going to partake in the Lord's Supper here this evening. But let me read now 1 Corinthians 11 from verse 23. And this is what it says. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup of the supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Verse 26, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he returns. And so this evening, I want you to take the wafer. I want you to hold it in your hand. I'm going to pray. But before we do that, I want you just to take a moment where you just reflect. Is all good? Is there anybody that I need to forgive? Is there anything that I need to say to the Lord to ask Him for forgiveness? This is a good time just to check on that. So take a moment, just bow your heads for a second and think on that. Take your wafer. I've got some bread here. And we're going to pray and then we're going to partake. Let's do this. Bow our heads. Father, this evening, we are so grateful for what you did for us at Calvary. And Lord, we just remember right now that your body was broken for us, that we could walk in fullness of life. Thank you that you were willing to pay that price. You expressed your love in such an amazing way toward us. And we remember that this evening. As we partake of this bread, we thank you for your body that was broken for us. In Jesus' name, let's partake of the bread. Amen. Take the grape juice and just hold it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so ever grateful for the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that the blood of Jesus did not come and cover our sin, but it washed it away so we can stand righteous before you. We thank you so much that you loved us that much that you were willing to pay this amazing price. 
that we tonight can say with confidence that Jesus is our Lord and we are in right standing with Him. We look forward to the day that He returns for us and we remember what He's done for us as we partake of this. Thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus. Amen. Let's partake. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'd like you to just bow your heads at this time and close your eyes. As you've been sitting here this evening and listening to the amazing love of God toward us and the price that the Father was so willing to pay for you and I, perhaps you here this evening have never made Jesus Lord of your life. And you're sitting here with us this evening and you say, you know, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying about the Savior but He's not my personal Lord and Savior. Well, friend, I want to give you an opportunity this evening to make Him Lord of your life. The Word of God promises us in Romans that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, we will be saved. And so I want to give you that opportunity. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, this is a great opportunity to remember Him and to say, yes, I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. Or perhaps you're here this evening or online and you know that your relationship with the Lord has grown cold. It's not what it used to be. You want to come back and you want to just reignite that amazing relationship that you once had. Well, friend, if you'll allow me to pray with you as well this evening, you can know for sure that your relationship with the Lord will be made new again. Or well, my third and final invitation is to any person here this evening that just doesn't know for sure that if they were to breathe their last, will they make it to heaven? or they slip into the flames of hell. You just don't know the answer to that question. Friend, if you'll allow me to pray with you this evening, you can know without a shadow of a doubt that when you walk out here, your life is right with Jesus. So I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not asking you to come up onto the platform where I am. I'm not gonna go down to where you are, but in a moment, I wanna count to three. And if you wanna make Jesus Lord of your life, you wanna come back to him and just reignite the relationship you once had, or you want to just make sure that heaven is your home, won't you raise your hand while heads are bowed and eyes are closed when I count to three and I'll pray a prayer for you and you can know for sure that you're in right standing with God. So at the count of three, won't you raise your hand now? One, two, three. Just lift it up above your head. God bless you. God bless you. Good decision over there. Well done. Anybody else? Just raise your hand above your head so I can see it. I want to know for sure my life is right with God. I want to know that I'm going to make it to heaven. Is there anybody else? Any other hands going up? God bless you. Is there anybody over there? Thank you. God bless you, sir. Go over there. There's a hand raised over there. Thank you. God bless you. That's wonderful. Anybody else? Just slip your hand up. You and the other venue, you can do the same. If you're online, just raise your hand and I'll pray with you as well. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. All right. We're going to pray this prayer together, but I'm inviting the whole church to pray along with you. Let's all pray this together, but especially those of you that have raised your hands, please pray this prayer after me. Say this with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight just as I am. I ask you, Lord, please forgive me for every sin. Tonight, I acknowledge Jesus is Lord. I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. I choose this evening to forgive every person who has hurt me or offended me. 
And because of my decision this evening, I now know I'm your child. Heaven is my home. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the family of God. We are so proud of you. You've made the most amazing decision you can ever make. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.